welcome to The Neighbor Next Door. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. And as usual, I'm joined on the front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hey, good neighbors. Welcome to the virtual front porch brought to you by Zoom. Um, our sponsor who hasn't paid us anything yet, <laughs> but I'm sure it will be soon. And we I'm sure have, it won't, but that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, we are excited today to uh, bring on a new guest to the front porch. And so we want to welcome Sydney Rowe. Sydney, welcome to the front porch. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, we brought Sydney onto the front porch today because Sydney is the newest AmeriCorps VISTA who has joined the neighboring movement team. Um, if you don't aren't familiar with that program, AmeriCorps VISTA, VISTA stands for Volunteer in Service to America. And Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Practice that before the podcast episodes started. Um, it's a year-long volunteer role, which is funded through federal funding through the AmeriCorps program and um, pays for a, a stipend that we get to then have Sydney working with us full time for the year. So we're super thrilled to have her on board. So yeah, so you're a couple weeks in and uh, we're definitely um, modifying the job description as it goes. And by we, I mean you, Sydney, are modifying the job <laughs> description as you go. So what what have you been up to uh, with the neighboring movement? Um. Okay, so Adam has been having me do some random stuff, but it's been good because <laughs> the, <laughs> this stuff has, I mean, I've been learning a lot about what you guys do because honestly, I'm so new to this whole neighboring movement thing in general that I, it's only uphill from here. I can only learn. Um, <laughs> so I remember there was like some email or something that he called me the project coordinator for the eight front doors project and I was like whoa <laughs> wait a second <laughs> I don't remember coordinating this project <laughs> um but yeah I guess that's what I will eventually be doing um is helping with the eight front doors project and leading that um but right now I am helping with the Kansas animators program. Um, just like sending out reminder emails and annoying them all the time, but trying to do it <laughs> humorously so that they don't um, hate me. But um, uh, uh, yeah, and just joining in on this and like our staff meetings and the can stuff and helping Chris with the gappers. Although I feel I don't know. I keep feeling so wildly unhelpful because I don't know enough to know what I should be doing. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, it's, it's probably taking them longer to explain to me what to do than to just like do it. Uh, but no. yeah. See, this is what this is what Sydney doesn't know is that we also don't know what we're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so, um, you know, it's just kind of our, our normal state. But yeah, so let me explain just for some of the listeners may know some of the programs that you named, but some of them may not know. So the Eight Front Doors Project is a project that we had planned to roll out. And this would have been Sydney's main thing that she would have been doing. 
um, which is helping our neighborhood here in Wichita try to have every person who lives here know the their neighbors who live in the eight front doors closest to their own. Um, that was a big undertaking that we had a lot of systems in place for, and it all got like scratched because of COVID because we couldn't obviously go door to door and have face-to-face conversations. So Sydney's still in charge of that. We're, we've pushed it back to uh, 2021 and there's some small things that we've done on that, but um, there's not a lot of work for it right now because of the way that the world turned out. So we did recruit Sydney to help me um, facilitate the Kansas animator network, which we call can. And that group is individuals from across the state of Kansas who are learning about our approach to community organizing and then doing uh, some community projects in their local communities. And there's some financial incentive for them to do that as well. So, um, so she's been kind of the administrator of that, that cohort. have any particular childhood memories of of neighbors good neighbors scary neighbors uh what what were your neighbors like when you were a kid yeah um I feel like I actually have in terms of like younger childhood I have a lot of good memories of neighboring um so my parents used to be the directors um at a camp called Camp Quaker Haven I don't know if you know that camp but um oh cool so yeah they were the directors I, I, I don't know that <laughs> uh, well yeah it's just like a summer camp um in arc city um for quakers so, yep big quakers over there mm-hmm. um so yeah they were the directors there and i was really little while we were there um like we they stopped doing that when i was two but Um, so that was like, that's always been a big part of like my neighboring experience just because they had people working for them, like young guys working for them. Um, and my dad was like a big mentor to them. Um, so I was seeing, I saw that. And then these guys used to be like awesome babysitters for us. And they would just like take us to do crazy stuff. And like every year they would take us to the state fair. Um, And so that was super fun. So that's an experience I have with neighboring. Um, and then when we moved to Kingman, I, my best friend, who I met when I was like five years old, maybe, um, lived right across the street from me. Um, and her dad was the pastor of our church. So we were hanging out all the time. So that's a good neighboring experience. We've always like been really close with them just because they're right across the street. Um, like they have chickens, so they're always giving us their eggs, um, nice. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, um, we're, yeah, we definitely have the more advantageous side of that relationship, but, um, and then there was, at some point, there was these, like, young, probably 20-year-old people in the house next door to us, and they would always come and babysit us all the time, and so, um, oh, yeah, and the lady next door to us on the other side was a really old lady. She's always for like as long as we've been there always always remembered our birthdays and like sent us cards Mm. for our birthdays Mm. um so yeah my immediate neighbors when I was young like I have really good memories of them was that something you think like you was Kingman's a small town in Kansas do you think that was like a small town culture 
or do you think that was something your family valued or just kind of happenstance that those those relationships uh took place um i think it was maybe maybe that wouldn't have happened if we were in a like city but i do think like our specific uh, experience with neighboring was different than what a lot of people like even in kingman would experience mm. especially since a lot of people in kingman like have relatives like a lot of relatives there so like they have their grandparents live there and like their cousins live there so like that's kind of their community like we didn't have family in kingman so our community were were actually like our neighbors and the people we didn't know Mm. Um, yeah. cool yeah that is that's very cool i think there is something really powerful about when we don't have that family network being able to connect with the people that live by us you know as a way of like you know can you keep an eye on things or hey can you watch my kids while i run to the store or you know that those kinds of relationships that if our family is nearby we might just lean on family for that but Mm-hmm. Um, if they're not as close, then yeah, we can, if we can build relationships with our neighbors, that could totally be the case. So yeah, that's cool. Also, I just wanted to clarify that the really old neighbor that you had, was she like in her late thirties, would you say maybe <laughs> early forties? Oh, uh, no, like I, she's actually old. I'm being for real right now. She was probably like, <laughs> uh she when we first moved there she had to have been like in her late 60s at least and so by the time i left she was like late 70s or early 80s okay yeah so like matt's like five years away from that <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah good reference <laughs> been in college the last couple of years and so you did you live on campus yeah so my freshman year I lived in the dorms mm-hmm. and then last year I lived in one of the two campus houses which was just like a block away from campus on university right I mean you're basically transitioning like you've been, you've had a new home every year for the last three years right mm-hmm. Like that is that is a harder moment to like build intentional relationships with your actual neighbor, um, mm-hmm. and so I I think just one lift. Not that maybe there's a whole other episode in that, but um, neighboring in that transitional phase of life it can be kind of tough. So yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, and I so let's because you just moved into this house, right? Yep. Okay. We've been here for like a month and a half, maybe. Okay. Okay. So then, and and given that we've been, you know, sheltering in place that entire time, uh, do you know any of your neighbors like by name currently? No, we do not. We are, yeah, but we're really looking forward to, we've already planned like once things get a little safer, we'll invite them all over for, cause we have a grill in our backyard. So we're going to do that. Um, and then my roommate makes the most amazing banana bread. So we will be taking them all banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. So let's, yeah. let's kind of note that. Mm-hmm. And let I think we should do some follow-up interviews about that, right? Like, Cause I think that's one of those windows when you first move into a place 
if we can be intentional about meeting neighbors then like it's a little more natural and it can be really cool but i bet you'll learn all kinds of interesting things in that process been with us for a couple months but what what kind of brought you to like what attracted you to this work um so I think I like found out about the neighboring movement um maybe sometime like maybe a year ago or something I don't know how I stumbled across it um but I think it might have been just because I had heard Matt's name because he had been speaking at um something I was at my junior year of high school. Um, but I heard about it. I, and then I started, I listened to a few of the podcasts and I like just looked into all this neighboring stuff. So, and then hold, I think I, hold on, hold on one second. So you're saying what attracted you to this work was this podcast. Oh, yes, absolutely. This yep. podcast. Right. Yep. Nailed it. Did you hear how loud she laughed when you said that? I just want to like, guffawed at that comment. Yes. Okay, go ahead, Sydney. What really attracted you to this work? Uh, so I guess the what appeals to me most about the neighboring movement is the selflessness of its like identity I just I don't know I sometimes feel like I'm the most selfish person on the earth and I would (laughs) really really like to change that um and yeah so (laughs) I wish that you were the most selfish person on the earth because if that were true the earth would be a lot better place (laughs) it would be so much better yes So Adam, you had this brainstorm to have Sydney uh, interview the staff, and I think it's a great, a great idea. It's always because we're, you know, just a little nonprofit, and we're kind of loosely organized, as you might mm-hmm. imagine. And it, it's it's hard to know like how do you bring somebody onto the team, um, right. and like help them connect with not only the work that we do, but also like people and our personalities. And yeah, so I thought that was and a great it, idea. It, it mainly the reason it really came about was because of COVID. We are all working from home and in a normal setting, Sydney would have been able just to be with all the staff for, you know, hours on end each day. Mm-hmm. But right now that doesn't happen. So we were like, Oh God, she's not going to know anybody and like <laughs> only see them on zoom calls, like a couple of times a week, maybe like that's not enough. So, so this was our attempt to like introduce Sydney to the team in a social distancing kind of way. So, so Sydney, I guess you want to like, give us the, give us the, like the listener, the perspective of like, what did you do? What kind of things did you ask them? um, And what was it like? Yeah. Okay. So I interviewed, interview quotes. It wasn't like a formal interview or anything, but I interviewed everyone on our team. Um, and I asked them the same questions that we've been asking in the Kansas Animators group, which are, what is the crossroads you're at in your life today? 
what is something you're passionate about that you've pursued and acted on? And then what is the story about your community that you find yourself telling often? So yeah, I individually called everyone um, and interviewed them and it was super, super awesome. Like I, going into it, I was like nervous just because I am not the greatest at talking to people and it's, I don't know, it seemed like overwhelming to have to do so much talking and listening and, um, but it was so, so awesome. Everyone on the, I mean, I knew that you guys were going to be like some of the greatest people ever, but also it's confirmed now. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, that's... Not, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, I think we could wrap the episode right there. Yep. There we go. <laughs> What's the main takeaway? We're the, the greatest, greatest people ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It was surprising to me that, well, I guess I'm a very, like, closed off person. I don't really love to share a lot about myself. Um, so it was, it always comes to it as a surprise to me when other people are just like, I'll share this emotional thing with you right now. And we don't even barely know each other. And everyone was doing that. And I was like, whoa, slow down. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know who you're talking right now it was crazy but it's also awesome because I'm just like keeping reminded that like other people's vulnerability is super super helpful to me and like my vulnerability can do the same for other people it's just yeah it was so awesome that's really awesome like I do think that is a like I've never named this before and this is why I'm so excited about this what you've done Sydney is that you're helping us name like one of the like key essential ways that we lead is by offering spaces where it's okay to be vulnerable and by modeling that. Um, I mean, we've never talked about that, but it is true. That is something we do often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, do you have other insights from that? Is there, um, you know, that's kind of an overview. What were your favorite parts? Some, some takeaways that you're still holding on to? Who had the best, um, who had the best stories? <laughs> it was funny. Um, so I interviewed Matt before I interviewed Chris and he told me this story about Fred. Um, and it was an awesome story. It was so, so great. And then Chris came on and he told the same story, <laughs> but I didn't stop him because it was just like, I mean, the fact that they both told the story just like emphasized how awesome that was for them. Um, uh-huh. So it was, it was super great. Um, and I wanted to interview Ashley and Catherine because everyone speaks so highly of them and they're just, I mean, I just assume that if they're anything like everybody else, they're really awesome. Um, so I interviewed them as well and they're so sweet. Everybody on the team is so nice and, um, I don't know, it feels, it's really it feels really good to be a part of this team. Like, even though I'm not like super a part of it yet, just because I haven't like mm-hmm. been with you guys in person, but um, yeah, there are a lot of things that you guys talked about that I would really love to talk to you about more. Um, it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just the little things that I'm learning about you guys is what I'm interested in. Just, I love hearing um, about honest people. Honest people are always just so interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What do you what do you think it is about that honesty and and vulnerability? I mean, what what is it that's so 
like attractive about that. I mean, I really resonate with that, right? But I'm curious mm-hmm. from your perspective, any thoughts on why that's the, the way? Mm, yeah, I guess to me, it seems so interesting because it's so scary, at least like my personality like sees it as a really scary thing to be honest. Um, so watching other people do that, it's like, what in the world? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> like, you're saying things that are actually that actually make you feel something. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's yeah, it's like a thrill. <laughs> <laughs> that's mm. great. That Those are yeah. good words. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, the feedback that I got from other people, not from Sydney, but from the people who she was interviewing, was that you actually are an incredible listener, Sydney. <laughs> not only are you a good listener, but you you would ask follow-up questions that weren't part of the the set that we gave you <laughs> that would kind of bring pe- like new stories and new things out of the conversation that the person had not heard. So, um and that's one of the values that we definitely looked for as we were trying to fill this position. And anybody who's on our team is like, we value listening a lot more than we value talking. You wouldn't know that from Matt and I probably, but um. well, I mean, it is a podcast. I'm like what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess we do have to talk here. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but that's, that's one of the things I think that I see in you. That's a, a great, skill and especially for the eight front door project like that whole job is basically listening to our neighbors um and so uh it's it's a it's a good fit i think so we also are excited to have you on the team the first I don't know, 12 episodes about of the, of the podcast. Um, every time we would have a guest on, we would end the interview by asking them to embody the grumpiest neighbor that you can imagine. And in the voice of that person to say, get off my front porch. And so you have to really live into the role and give us your best get off my front porch. Okay, well, this is the most terrifying thing in the world, but uh, I'll tap into my uh, one year of forensics. <laughs> uh, um, okay, let me just think about it for a second. Uh-huh. I have to really, I have to really channel She's this. Really method, <laughs> method actor. That's cool. That's uh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I'm going to say this and it's going to end up, you know, like when you're thinking about something in your head and then you actually say it out loud, it's not, it's not the same thing. This is, uh-huh. that's definitely going to be what's about to happen. I get so, it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Get off what? Get off my front porch or yard, okay. whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 Grumpy old man. That's what I go with. Yeah. Okay, the only thing that's coming to my mind is just really angry person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what theatrics just do to me. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, nobody warned me about this. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, maybe if you all close your eyes, this would be better for me. It's, my eyes are closed. <laughs> 
Okay. Get off my front porch. Oh, yes. That was really. Uh -huh. I felt the intensity of that. Yeah. Yes. Thank I think. You. I think it, you tapped into the the um, nerves that we created for you, and really then harnessed that energy. Yeah, my yeah, my adrenaline was definitely pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us on our virtual front porch. Uh, it's been great to have you here and great to welcome Sydney on board. Um, again, you can learn more about our work by visiting www.neighboringmovement.org. Also, feel free to subscribe to this podcast and let the people around you know about it as well if it's been helpful to you. The music you hear in the background is uh, produced by Brutal Bear. And uh, all of our uh, podcasts are edited by... Our excellent uh, sound engineer, Christopher Swanson, also known as Chris Staffer. And uh, so thank you so much, Christopher, for your great work. And uh, I think that's it. So until next time, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.